Hello, hello, it's Rachel. I have hamsters and I'm back. Uh, it's a finally getting back to you now that the new year has come and gone. Um, I said I'd take a week off and then it ended up being quite a few weeks. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but I did release a few older episodes, um, getting caught up on releasing those on YouTube. So, um, I hope you enjoyed those if you are listening along on YouTube. And I definitely have a lot of things to chat about um, right now in my hamster life, but um, that's why I haven't done a podcast. You know, it's sort of weird because right when you need to talk about stuff is also when you're really busy. So um, I guess it's great to be busy in my hamster life, and I feel really happy that um, I've got new stuff going on all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what's happened since the new year? So you guys know... Um, I took in those two Robo sisters and then I did, I took in another Robo, um, and tentatively I really struggled with their names, but, um, I think I wanted to come up with like a naming convention that I could stick with because <laughs> it's like every time I get a new Robo, I'm like, oh, or a new hamster. Um, so I decided to go with jazz names. Um, I'm a big jazz fan and I sing, um, and I'm taking piano lessons, um, so I decided to name the little robo I got who was going to be snake food. His name is Stan, as in Stan Getz, the saxophonist. And um, and then we've got the two robo sisters, um, Peggy and Ella, um, as in Peggy Lee, um, and, uh, and Ella Fitzgerald, of course. And um, yeah, so now I have these three robos. And I think since we chatted last, I was getting a proly 800 square inch cage um that I was gonna put one of them in I decided to put Stan in it and um yeah you know I do like the cage um I feel I'm so tempted to turn around and look at look at it right now like oh do I like this cage um is it my favorite I don't know um it wasn't hard to put together but it definitely yeah I mean I think it's a good option if you are you are in the market um it looks very nice it's pretty sturdy I feel like there's like one, I didn't quite get everything aligned exactly right, or maybe it wasn't quite, maybe it's not my fault. I don't know. There's like one little gap in the top corner. Um, it's not dangerous, but it's just annoying. <laughs> it's just like, oh, um, I've never had that issue with a night angel cage. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. You get what you pay for. You definitely pay for more for the night angel cages, but they are really nice. So, and the night angel cages can easily be broken apart and flat packed again. Whereas this, it's like, once you put it together, you screw in the screws. It's kind of a done deal. It's kind of more like Ikea furniture, um, and less like, you know, long-term, I guess, <laughs> furniture. Um, yeah, but I am really happy with it, and Stan is happy. Um, you know, my 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 only bummer is it's like a really beautiful cage, and Stan is like really shy. Like I basically have seen him one time. When did I get him? Sometime in December, like mid to late December. Um, I saw him yesterday when I was in my office, like really late at night at like one a.m. He came out to eat some salad I left out. Um, and he just sort of froze and then he kept eating. He was really cute. I mean, he's so cute. Um, but it is kind of a bummer that he's so scared and I almost wish I had a hamster who was more interactive in there cause then I could, or even interactive, but just would come out cause I would love to like take photos. Um, but 
not many photo ops, little stand, but you know what? Who knows? Things could change. He is a robo. Um, I know robos can start out being extremely shy and then they can get better. So I'm just going to keep working on him, you know, and seeing if I can, I can get him to trust me a little bit here. Um, but, but yeah, so Stan is, is doing well. Otherwise, I mean, I see on his camster, his hamster cam that he comes out every night and he runs a lot and it's, he's doing well. I gave him the, um, 11 inch night angel. It's like a wooden cork wheel. They don't sell it anymore, which is a bummer. Cause it's like so beautiful and well-made. Um, and sometimes that wheel's like a little heavy for a robo, but, um, he does great on it and I haven't seen him have any accidents. Um, yeah, so he seems happy. That's all I can ask for. He's a happy, healthy guy. <laughs> Very cute. So cute. Oh, I wish I could get more photos of him. And then uh, the Robo sisters, Ella and Peggy. So Peggy is the one with the eye patch. Oh man, I really debated about names for these guys. I'm still kind of like, maybe I'll change them. Like I was trying to think of, of like sisters or like people who had like eye patches or... Um, like I was like, oh, maybe she could be left eye Lisa, you know, from TLC. And then like the other one could be another TLC member. But then I thought, well, that's weird. Cause then it's just two TLCs. I don't know. Um, and then it just felt complicated and I just wanted like a, I just wanted a naming convention. So it is what it is. But, um, but Peggy, who's the one who's like with the eye patch, um, she is super outgoing. She comes out all the time. I would say super outgoing for a robo. Like she's curious. She's like a little scared, but she's more curious than scared. Um, and it seems pretty sweet. Like I haven't really like held her. Uh, I can like touch her a little bit sometimes, um, but she'll like come and sniff my fingers. Uh, she'll take food from me and she's come out to the playpen quite a bit. So really exciting there. Um, Ella, the one who has the little toupee on her head, is much more shy. Um, it seems like when I separated them, Ella became more shy and um, really doesn't come out unless I'm here. Um, so I am hoping that improves. We'll just see. Uh, maybe it's just kind of the shock of the change in situation. Um, so, uh, but both very cute, cute little things. Oh, um, yeah, and then and then the the last update I have, and if you follow my Instagram, sorry, I don't know why I said last update, but but I did get another hamster. <laughs> so I got these three robos, and then I got another dwarf. So it really does rain hamsters. Um it just kinda all happened at the same time. Um this last situation, it was a woman who uh lived in an assisted um living facility and she was being moved to um one that she wanted to be in a better one and the new one did not accept hamsters and she had posted um actually her friend had posted for her in one of the facebook rehoming groups and because i wasn't like really specifically looking for more hamsters i just kind of said like hey if you need a place i'm happy to take them um there were two male hamsters um i'm happy to take them um but you know I'll let someone else take them first because I, I'm not like in need of a hamster. Um, and then about a month went by and they were still looking for a home. And then she had run out of time because she needed to move. So, um, and then I ended up getting this like horrible cold over Christmas <laughs> and it wasn't anything. I got tested for all the things, um, RSV, 
flu, COVID. It was just a cold. I think you can still hear it in my voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, it's going to make me cough. <clears throat> just thinking about, about it makes me cough. Anyway, so I was going to get the hamsters sometime around the week of Christmas and then I got this cold. And so it got delayed until January. And then I finally, uh, was going to get them last week. And, um, and sometime in there, one of them died. One of the one of the male hamsters. I don't know what happened. Um, they because it was kind of like a train. This person had them, and then and then she gave them to um, to her nephew to watch over for her. And I got them from the nephew. Um, they were in a cage together, and one of them I found him under a hide. It looked like he had been dead for at least a few days. Like it wasn't like oh this just happened. Um, poor guy. I felt really bad. And they seemed like they're both really friendly. And so I was kind of sad because I was really looking forward to some friendly hamsters. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, sometimes hamsters just die. It's hard to tell, like maybe they fought. I don't know. Um, so, um, so unfortunately I thought I was going to go, um, from, at the time I had five hamsters, right? So I had Maurice and Thor, and then I got these three additional robos. So then I thought I was going to get two more dwarf hamsters. Um, and so I thought I'd have seven hamsters, um, but then it was just one, one additional hamster. But I will say he is super friendly. He's so sweet. And he, he looks, you know, I, I've been missing my original dwarf hamsters, uh, Shirley and Laverne. He looks like Shirley and Laverne, that kind of more Campbell's look with a very pointed face and just sort of like a very curious personality. He's always coming out and looking up at me and wants attention. And, um, he's just so cute. And so I was really, really excited to have him. And uh, that was last week. So I got him last week and I kind of debated about name for a while, but then I think I'm going to go with the jazz names. So then I'm going to name him Dexter as in Dexter Gordon, um, another great saxophonist. And, um, yeah, so little Dexter, he was living in uh, in my spare bedroom, um, just because I, I I wasn't sure you know what the other hamster died of and wanted to make sure there wasn't anything going on. So he was living in there in kind of a very simple cage setup, um, and and then yeah, so that I don't when was that like Thursday maybe I got them. Or I got him. I, I got. I was supposed to get them, right? I got them, but one of them had died. And then um, on Sunday, um, I woke up and um, I noticed that Thor, one of my robos, um, had not eaten his um, his food that I had left out the night before. I've been giving him baby food, and I, um, yeah, and I saw him laying, just like laying in the bedding. He was still alive. He was breathing, but he was just laying there, poor thing. So I scooped him up and I just held him. Um, and I, I thought he was going to pa- like pass away in like, you know, an hour or something, but it actually was several hours. Um, I kind of held him. Um, I'm not sure how active he was at night. And then it was several hours that I was holding him. I kind of had him like tucked in my pajamas for a while. And then, um, eventually it was going on so long. I I thought, you know what, I should bring him to the emergency vet because I just wasn't sure if he was in pain or suffering. 
Um, and so I, I made an appointment with them and I got dressed and I went to go bring him. And then by the time I had gotten, I got him, I got the car warmed up, I got him in the car and then I drove like a mile and I looked over at him and he was gone. Um, so that was pretty sad and, and it was like happy, sad. I'm glad that he didn't have some prolonged end of life situation. Like some of my hamsters have had, but, um, and I could tell he was having health trouble, um, I think I mentioned before, you know, he wasn't able to climb things as well. He was getting sort of a hunchback. Um, and he had some other health problems. Um, I'll talk about in a second, but, um, I figured, you know, I knew he had been at the pet store for like at least eight months. He maybe was older than I thought he was. Um, and yeah, I I guess I didn't think it was going to happen so fast, but it, um, yeah, I mean, it did, but I am glad it wasn't prolonged. And, and the only thing I, I really regret is just that I, I didn't hold him, you know, when he died. And it's so hard when you're in that situation. I've been there before where like, you're like, do I put them down and try to get them to the vet at the risk that they might just like die alone, you know, at the vet, like behind a counter. Um, and I mean, I, I always think going to the vet is a good is a good idea. I would never tell someone not to go to the vet, but I think in this case, it seemed really clear that like he was kind of twitching and, you know, it, it felt pretty clear that it was like end of life for him. Um, but, and that like, there wasn't anything they could do. It wasn't like he was ill or having trouble breathing or something. Um, something that I, you know, maybe he needed antibiotics, something like that. Um, it didn't feel like that at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, no regrets. I, I just wish I had, you know, there's always like, I wish I'd spent more time with him. I wish I had done this. I wish I'd done that. But, you know, all in all, he lived for almost, for at least eight months in a really small cage at Pet Supplies Plus. He was being sold for $3. And then he lived the last six, seven months with me in a really big cage. And he came out every day and went to a playpen. And he went from being a really scared hamster to like a really gentle guy who I could pet him. I could basically pet his whole body. Um, when I would bring him to the vet, they would marvel at how calm and relaxed he was. Um, so I think that's a testament to, you know, I think the lack of stress in his life and that hopefully I had provided him a good, a good life. And I feel really happy with that. Um, he did have kind of, so, um, I think I talked about this on my last episode, but he was struggling. Um, he had some unexplained itchiness and he also had this abscess that he had developed near his ear and he had been on Batril for that. Um, but it did not seem to help at all. So I brought him back to the vet. Um, it was the week before he died. Um, and they, they basically just, they sort of softened the area around the abscess and just kind of like they didn't even like cut anything. They just sort of like, like softened it, I think with some warm, like a warm compress. I mean, they took him behind, so I didn't quite see it, but this is what they told me. They just softened it and, and, um, were able to just kind of like remove the abscess. Like it had been sort of walled off. Um, and, uh, they, they actually showed, they were like, do you want to see? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So they brought it out on a little cloth. I mean, it was like a pretty big amount of, um, material that had been sort of like lodged sort of near his ear. Um, and I can't imagine that was comfortable for him. So I'm glad that they removed that. And, um, and then after removing it, they had put him on a new antibiotic, which now that 
now that I'm saying this out loud, I need to call the vet back because they called me to see how he was doing. And I didn't have the heart to answer and say he died. I was like, Oh, I'm going to cry. Um, so I do need to tell him, tell them though. Um, but yeah, so, you know, um, I don't, the, I don't think that abscess had anything to do with his death per se. And he was still on, he was on a new and different antibiotic, which I had been giving him with some baby food, um, just to make sure he didn't upset his tummy with the antibiotic. Um, but, um, and he always ate everything. Like he, he was an easy, <laughs> really easy guy. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm glad that he didn't die with that abscess going on at least, I can't, I don't know what that feels like. He didn't act like he was in pain ever. I mean, he was always really active and very sweet and, and coming out a lot. Um, but, uh, but I would imagine having it removed was a relief, hopefully. Um, and yeah, if you don't, you know, if you're kind of new to the hamster world, finding a vet who you really like, and it might take you a few tries is really great. I have to say, I really love the vets I have now. Um, I think they're really affordable and not in like a, like they don't charge me for their time, but I think they make smart decisions for the hamster that makes sense. Like I, like with this abscess, they kind of just like gently sort of removed it. Um, I had another hamster with an abscess, Laverne, and the, um, the vet I had in California with Laverne, she underwent three different surgeries to remove the abscess. It was never actually successful. And the anesthetic to, to go under for the surgery was pretty hard on her body. And it was like really stressful. Um, and then when I moved here and Laverne was still alive, I went to this vet that I have now. And this vet, um, looked at the, like, um, the, uh, the antibiotic or sorry, the bacteria that was growing and then treated for that bacteria. So rather than like just doing surgery, they like tried to figure out what the problem was, um, and give targeted drugs. And then, um, and then they also had like more manageable, like they would just kind of like release the, um, the, the buildup in the abscess once in a while, rather than doing this like big, under anesthetic surgery, um, they just kind of did a more like small kind of like they would quickly just sort of like release some of the pressure and, um, and it just was like way more effective. Laverne didn't have to go through those surgeries. Um, she didn't have to go through the recovery time and she lived like another year. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and the cost, not that it's all about cost and I would pay what I need to pay to make sure my hamsters live, lives free of suffering, but, um, but it was much more affordable. And like, I just felt like it was, it was more appropriate for what she was going through. Um, so sorry, I have a new, <laughs> my one monitor isn't working. And so I like can't see. <laughs> so sorry for the mouse clicks. I was like, wait, am I recording? Cool. Um, Anyway, so that's what was going on with Thor, and unfortunately, we lost him. Um, and uh, yeah, so it just kind of happened all this stuff at once. I thought I was going to have seven hamsters, then I had six hamsters, and now I have five hamsters. So um, yeah, I had to deal with two dead hamsters last week, which was pretty pretty hard. Um, but the one kind of nice gratifying thing is, is, um, now I have a really nice cage to put Dexter in. So I spent this week 
cleaning Thor's enclosure and disinfecting um, everything and washing the sand and all that stuff. And then um, and then I set it up for Dexter and I put him in it last night. And it's just so gratifying. I know people have different feelings about like how quickly they clean out enclosures and move on. For me, I think it just is helpful to like have a motivation to move on. Um, if I have a hamster that needs a home, it's a great way to get some fire under me because otherwise I'm just sitting looking at a sad empty cage. Um, and I like to kind of like think that I'm sort of honoring the hamsters that came before, before the hamster that I have, you know, by, by continuing their legacy, you know, by giving another hamster a good life. And I was just thinking, um, the wheel I gave, um, I gave little Dexter, it's this night angel, dark clouds, or now they call it the cloud series wheel. And it's like an enclosed wheel. That's really wide. Um, I had bought this wheel for Steven originally, um, way back when it first came out, Steven was my robo and he had really sensitive little paws. Um, and so he used to get Bumblefoot. So he had to run on a cork track. Um, and the, the clouds wheel came with a cork lining and he also used to take naps in his wheel because Steven was like the cutest robo in the world. I was like, I don't know if I'll ever meet another <laughs> robo like him. Um, he used to like just stretch out his little long body inside the wheel and this one was so cute because he could stretch like lengthwise like in the width of the of the wheel and so his little nose would be pointed outwards or against like one of the enclosure um pieces and uh, he just loved this wheel and it was so sweet and and so now you know I have Dexter with it and it just I just keep thinking about Steven and how much he loved that wheel and um you know it's, it's just nice it's it's nice to kind of pay it forward. Um, so if you're struggling, I don't know if that's helpful for you. If you lost a hamster and you're not sure if you're going to move forward with another one, I think you have all the items. Why not give a hamster who needs a home, a home? And I mean, I think there's no way a hamster can't bring you joy, (laughs) right? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm biased, but that's how I feel. Um, so yeah, so that's all my hamster new hamsters updates. And then, um, and then otherwise what I have going on, I got a few new hamster items. Um, I was setting up this, uh, new year's playpen, um, and I wanted it to be all like iridescent and blue and purple kind of. Um, so I splurged and I got that Bukastat, um, iridescent wheel. It's like clear acrylic, but it has like a sheen, like a rainbow sheen to it. It's a little bit less, noticeable than I thought it might be, but it's still there. It's really pretty in photos if you have the the lighting right. And um I mean I've been wanting this wheel for a while, but I just like I was like, come on, I have so many wheels. Why do I need this? So this finally gave me an excuse. Um it's really beautiful. And um I uh what else did I, I put in there? Um I did buy a few more things. Um sorry one second I have this music that all of a sudden started playing in my head and okay, there we go. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, very distracting. Um, so what else did I buy for that, for that playpen? Um, I got a new, like there's these like little mountain. I've been seeing them on Amazon for a while. It looks like a little mountain top with like snow on top of it. Um, so I got one of those and in purple and then 
Um, what else do we have? I think most other things are things I had. It was mostly just that wheel um, and the mountain. Oh, and I got one like iridescent white little hide. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, you know what? I am very happy with this with this setup. Um, little Peggy has come out quite a few times and enjoyed the playpen. Um, Dexter was just in there a few minutes ago, um, enjoying it. And, uh, it makes for great photos. I do have to say like all the shiny things, all the iridescent stuff. Um, plus like if you have some twinkle lights for the reflection, mm, so great. <laughs> um, and they're loving it too. Uh, yeah. And then everything else I have in there is just like stuff I had around the house. I had this crystal asparagus dish, um, that I got, I think in an like antique store. And I filled that with some hemp and then some like flowers and seeds and stuff so they can dig in there and forage and they look really cute. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's been, been pretty fun. I wasn't sure if I was going to set up like a Valentine's day playpen. Cause it, it takes me like a while sometimes to get everything in there and ready. And then, and then, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're already at the next holiday. Um, but I don't know, maybe I will. We'll see how much energy. <laughs> I feel like it's been a pretty busy month already. Um, yeah, so I might just hold on to this New Year's uh, kind of like snowy, wintry look for a little while here. Um, well, I won't make any promises, but we'll see. But I, I do have some cute valentine's day stuff um from little ham designs uh if i wanted to do a valentine's day setup and i have tons of red things um i could totally do that um yeah i don't know what i'll do for march though i do have an easter setup too i don't know when easter is so we'll see but <laughs> this is like a really fun little like totally meaningless outlet um I, I love the playpen setup because it just like gives me a creative thing to do that has no time constraints and like there's no pressure. So it's just like, I can just do it, but like, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you don't have an outlet like this, I recommend getting one cause it does, it's very healing for the soul. <laughs> it's really great and great. If you can take photos, um, let me see if I had anything else on my list of updates. Um, I, I did have a lot of other names that I thought about for the hamsters. I wrote these down. I was thinking about, because Maurice is named after Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. I was like, well, what if all my hamsters had Disney names? Um, so then I was thinking for the sisters, naming them Anastasia and Drizella from uh, Cinderella. And then, you know, all the other ones would get, you know, Gaston or whatever. Maybe more obscure names um, than that. But uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I am kind of disney obsessed, but I have been trying to break away from that a little bit and like sort of be a little bit <laughs> less, I don't know. Um, you kind of come up with my own stuff. Then I was thinking about, um, names from, uh, Jane Austen books. Um, like there's lots of sisters in Jane Austen books. Uh, so like Elizabeth and Jane Bennett, but then I thought like Elizabeth and Jane, I don't know if those are really hamster names to me. Um, then I thought about Downton Abbey and I was like, I could name them Edith and Sybil, but then what about Mary? I don't know. And then, then I was going to name all my hamsters like flowers, like Iris and Rose, um, or like maybe herbs for the, the male hamsters. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel totally sold on the jazz names yet but I do feel like it's like a pretty decent option and we'll, 
supply me with endless names. But um, if you have any opinions, please let me know. I would love to hear them. Um, and uh, yeah, I think is that is that everything? I guess so. I did I did get for Christmas. Um, I got this one hamster hide that's like a um. It's like a computer. It says family computer. I have to put it together. I think I'm going to record myself putting it together and time-lapse it. Um, but it is pretty cute. So once I do that, it would look really cute in my current playpen. And I don't know why I've been lazy about it, but um, I will upload that in case you want to see it. Um, so yeah, so I think next episode, I'm going to do a whole episode about how I clean my cages after the death of a hamster. I think it's no really different how I than how I generally clean and disinfect. It's not like I do anything particularly crazy, but I do wash the sand. I don't throw away sand. Um, you know, everything I think can be either washed or baked. The only thing that um, that I do get rid of is the bedding um, and like moss, right? Um, and I try to compost that if I can. Um, I don't. My city does not take compost from. I think like November to April. So I have, I have this like pile of bags of compost (laughs) Um, and it's starting to get a little out of control. So I did, I did have one bag that I put in the trash, um, but I try to compost it if I can. Um, I know not everyone has that option, which is frustrating. Um, And it's hard with paper bedding because you can't easily like just put that outside. It's just kind of icky. If you have like you know, the coconut fiber, I mean that you could just put on your garden. Um, so, uh, so yeah, hopefully you have a city composting and if you do, then you can just put, you can get those green, large green compost bags. It's like a garbage bag, but it's made of compostable material. And then you can put all your bedding and stuff in there and then your city can take it away. Um, so that's what I do. And I'm going to do a blog entry and I'll probably put a page on my website about this. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll do that soon. And that will probably be my next episode if you're interested in that topic. And then speaking of my website, um, Amazon changed the way they do linking. So I had on my website, lots of like links to products that I use. and like, Oh, if you need, like, these are my favorite wheels. These are my favorite enclosures. Um, now they changed everything. (laughs) So now absolutely nothing on my, my website worked. So I had to go back and change every single link. I'm not done every weekend. This is what I do on the weekend, but it's been kind of great because I realized a lot of the pages, like I had not looked at or touched in maybe a year at least. And some of them I just hadn't finished. Uh, I think I just got burned out. So I am going through and updating all those pages. Some of it is repetitive. Like, you know, I have like a page Uh, like I sometimes, but I I think I'm just trying to touch all bases. So like if someone Googles hamster sand bath, they have a a page that they can look at and learn everything they need to know about hamster sand baths. Like what are your options? What kind of sand should you buy? Where can you get it? What's a, like, what are good sand bath containers? Because the thing is like a lot of times, like you could buy the fancy night angel one, or you could get a Pyrex container from Goodwill. Like there's a lot of variation in what works. And I think if you don't know, then it's hard to figure that out. So I'm trying to make a page that really addresses all of those questions and concerns so that people just have answers that are easy, um, and don't require like a lot of you know, like, I mean, I feel like what I did, which is like watched 1500 videos and like spent a day in hamster forums. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's great if you have the time and energy for that, but I just want the information to be 
easy and easy to find. Um, so I'm working on that. If you notice that my website, sometimes like some parts of it are missing those images to products, that's why. Um, but hopefully in the next couple weeks I'll be finished and, um, and it'll be up and back to back in action. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and then my final update. Um, sorry, this is a long one. Um, I got this really cool thing from Amazon. It's like a mushroom that you screw it like a, a screw. I don't know. It's a nutcracker. That's what it is. It's a nutcracker. So I wanted a nutcracker. I asked for one for Christmas. Nobody gave me one. So I bought one for myself and I was going to get one of those squirrel like metal nutcrackers. Um, but then I read some of the reviews online and they were sort of mixed. So then I decided to get this, um, uh, this mushroom thing. And it's like, it has a little hole in the center of the mushroom and you put a nut in there and then you screw the top of the mushroom in and that cracks the nut. And it is so effective. It works way better than the, like, than the squirrel one where you had to have a lot of hand strength to crack a nut, like, especially like a walnut or something a little bigger and harder. Um, this is like, you really don't have to have a lot of strength and because it's sort of closed on three sides like on most of the nut the pieces of the nut don't go everywhere like when you crack something with the squirrel kind the pieces go everywhere um, but in this case it just kind of stays so that's been really great and gratifying because i've been able to finally give my hamsters um some cracked nuts as a treat so i just put like a walnut or a pecan a whole pecan in there and then i crack it and I just kind of let them do the rest. So um, Syrian hamsters, I think you have to like drill a hole to get them started, but they can do much more of the work. But dwarf hamsters really don't have the ability. Um, so you do have to kind of like crack it open for them, but they still have to do the work of getting it out of there. So it is a really fun treat to give your hamsters. Um, they all go crazy for the walnuts and the pecans. Um, so that's been really fun to see. So if you're looking for a fun treat for your hamsters, highly recommend some whole nuts that are cracked. And, um, I have links to all this stuff on my website. I'll do, um, a blog post just for this entry too, with links to everything, if you're interested. And uh, if you have any comments or feedback, um, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below, or you can email me at rachelcotthamsters at gmail.com. And I hope you all are having a wonderful start to your new year, a wonderful start to your hamster new years, and uh, let me know what's new in your world and hope to see you at my next episode. Okay. Thank you.